0: in telescopes and accessories. Our guest today is Skylius. Many of you listening to this podcast probably already know her, but for those of you who might maybe don't have uh an idea who we're talking about, this is uh she is a, a Twitch streamer primarily, but she does a lot of online science outreach. And she is uh one of the be- one of the most amazing science communicators that's out there. So welcome to our podcast, Sky. It's good to have you here. This is the second time because the first time you were on, we talked about women in science. So welcome. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: So Twitch, I got to tell you, I am fascinated by this platform. I've tried to figure out, Twitch, what I could do on it, how I could make content for it, but you've got it all set. Tell us what you do on Twitch and what it's like being a Twitch streamer.
1: Uh, So with Twitch, I started originally by the the way the platform actually runs, which is being a gaming platform. Uh, That's what it's most known for. Uh, But when I started, I was playing video games due to getting through the stress of my computer science uh, degree and going through that and just finding a way that I could almost force myself to play games and have a good time. And so I did that. And as I did that, uh, a bit of the science side of me started to come out more as I started talking with people and, and developing a community. It was pretty small at first, you know, around 30 to 40 people. Uh, and so as I started talking more about the science stuff, I started seeing other people being responsive to that as well and using tools like space engine, which I'm sure both of you guys have heard of. Oh, yeah, um, it's cool. yeah. And, and universe sandbox squared. Uh, I think they just go by universe sandbox now, <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I, started doing that and people were kind of blown away with it more than I thought. Um, and so I, I really just kind of worked on that, developed that more, and it became kind of a thing that was going to be the central point of what I'm doing. So I started doing that and discussing with people about some things that are going on in science. I didn't really think it was going to take off until, because because Twitch didn't have anything inherently built in for any kind of support with this. And then I'm I met someone who came into my stream when I was talking about, I'm forgetting what it was uh, I don't remember off the top of my head, but someone came in, they, they said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm a physics professor. I want to work on things with you. And maybe we can build something more robust here. And I got interviews that started being lined up with people like, uh, Dr. Tabitha Boyajan, um, who is the known for tabby star And, Mm -hmm. and, and, and among other people, Dr. Emily Levesque, she's wonderful as well. And so I started just interviewing people and talking with them. Uh, pretty casually and the community started to grow more and more. And we started to advocate uh, with Twitch saying, Hey, can we get, can we get some kind of education thing here on, on, on the platform? And they were responsive uh, to that. They were, they were receptive. They, I mean, you know, it it is kind of like throwing a football and hoping someone's out there to catch it. It, it, it didn't, it didn't feel is if they were going to be super receptive. But we started bringing, we found other people that that have educational content as well. Uh, we have a, a a woman who actually, she just graduated with her her PhD, uh, who teaches about forensic anthropology. And we also had, you know, again, the physics professor who talks about physics, and also he does go into astronomy stuff. Um, and so we, we had this nice little core group, and also Dr. Pamela Gay. Uh, right. you, we all know who she is. Amazing! So she she started to, uh, you know, come into this, and and that, that's actually how I met her for the first time. Even though I'd been listening to Astronomy Cast for forever, uh, we all have it seems pan- like,
0: right? Just yeah, like we, we all kind of grew broke or kind of grew up listening to the Fraser and, and Pamela.
1: Yeah, and and so it was so weird. It it was a really surreal moment for me to, to know she was in the audience at the panel where we were advocating for an educational channel. Uh, but Twitch did seem to obviously giving us that panel, giving us that forum at TwitchCon, which is a, a yearly convention that Twitch holds. Having a, a panel for it would showed, you know, even though it was at the very end of the the con, um, the worst placement you could possibly have. But still having that opportunity was really awesome and. And it kind of grew from there. We started seeing there was other people. uh, Now I know there's a geologist. uh, She streams and and talks about geology, and she's awesome. There's so many other people that kind of picked up with this. Uh, And so we kind of ran with it and and started to really promote it. And then the next year, so this would be last year, I was on a panel with NASA at TwitchCon, which was really, really cool because NASA decided, hey, we're going to check out Twitch. But as you know, Twitch is really tough. Mm -hmm. And... Getting oh, yeah. an audience, even with NASA, is really tough to do.
0: That's right. And if, yeah, that, that was actually a point of pride for me because I was watching NASA, you know, they weren't just suddenly having millions of, of viewers. So it, it helped me feel a little bit better about my early efforts at doing it as well. So it sounds like this kind of happened. Your growth in Twitch, it kind of sounds accidental. It doesn't sound like you had a, a definite plan for getting where you are right now.
1: Yeah, and I think that's honestly how Twitch kind of works. Is as much as we would like to have a plan, um, every streamer on this platform. As much as you would like things to work out, it's really about you know appealing to people and 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 having people that you you know starting to mingle, network, and such. Uh, and I was really fortunate in that last year and in around March of two thousand eighteen. I was given a front page spot where I was basically on the splash page of, of Twitch and we were just getting interviews lined up with the help of Fraser Kane. Um, he was amazing, really pulled through there. And, uh, he was able to give, you know, a lot of connections, like having people like Phil plate on, uh, Dr. Um, Katie Mack on. So, so these people, and, and, and I was doing about four back-to-back interviews. Um, a day. And, and sometimes even with not knowing much about the people I was getting ready to interview, but it, it was, it was amazing for, for the networking of it. And that really, that really set this forward. I would say that, that helped a lot with channel growth. A lot of it is really visibility with Twitch. And that's, that's the hardest game to get by. And especially as a science streamer, I'm not going in there playing Fortnite or anything like that. And and, and if I were, I'd probably get washed away due to the, the numbers of the people that are far above. So it was, it was, you know, it's, it's always, it's rough because again, it, it is more about that networking and knowing people and really asking for support as much as you can uh, without, without, you never want to seem like you're taking advantage of how hard it is to get where, where someone gets, because there is, there is some reward and having to work that hard on your own too, to develop your own community. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And that's a good point too, because we're talking, we're not talking about streaming for an hour here, are we? You, you stream for, well, how long do you stream every week? You do you're like three days a week for several hours, aren't you?
1: Yeah. So it's been a little bit less lately just due to real life. And that's a part that that definitely influences streaming. But I would say, you know, on average, it's about four hours for, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Then Fridays can be longer and even into Saturdays. Uh, so, but those I mix up with other miscellaneous things so that there is time where we can take away from talking just science stuff. But, but sometimes we still do. We'll do history or For instance, we did something on Chernobyl, which was really interesting. Um, So it's still.
0: Yeah. Are you watching the HBO show right now? Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Me too. I'm loving that. I'm thinking that's a great show.
1: Yeah, It's, it's very demanding. That's the one thing about streaming that I will admit has its toll is because you walk away, even if you take a two day break, that can heavily impact you.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I got nothing but mad respect for what you do. I mean, when I was seeing the, the amount of effort and work that you and other science streamers were putting into it, it was like, I, these guys are working. I mean, it's, a, you know, this isn't just one of those things where, you know, you just show up and, and, and things happen. You got to really work at this, uh, to be a, to be a streamer, like what you're doing. So I, like I said, I got nothing but respect on for that. Um, do you, do you, uh, find that, Twitch is able to support you better now than they have in the past because they've been trying. I think I've been reading in the news. They're trying to get out of just being gamer centric, aren't they? They're, they're trying to -hmm. do other things. Like they have an arts thing. They have, uh, uh, what is it it's not DIy but it's something they they have it they have a category where yeah
1: crafting can, they have crafting, all kinds of stuff thank now. you yeah.
0: so is that is it is is it is it more expansive now or is it still pretty much a gaming site with a few odds and ends here and there
1: I would still say the core is gaming and overall there's going to be so much development in that area over the next 10 to 20 years I mean I'm okay with that but I, but I do feel like they are you know, we we did get the science and technology category. And that was amazing. But again, the algorithm that they have for visibility is where that that tends to come up a little bit short. And that's now you that's, said that
0: before. You said visibility was was the key there. What did you mean by that? You mean by Twitch putting your name out there in a more yeah, prominent so, place?
1: So, yeah. So basically the way that the platform actually organizes itself, it's going to be Listed on in terms of viewers, so active people watching a stream, and you can have people that are playing, let's say, Fortnite, and mostly you're going to see those top streamers that have the most viewers listed to you in that order. So you have to scroll down to see further the streamers that might not have as many. They have done better at shuffling this a little bit more Uh, in terms of a category itself, like science and technology. They haven't, they haven't quite got that one down yet. So bringing science and technology up further would be one of those things that I would say is, is pretty imperative to giving visibility to that specific c- category. So unfortunately, what I've actually had to do, again, because this is my job and uh, visibility is very important, I can't go into the science and uh, tech channel which I was fighting for for so long, uh, just because the visibility is not there. It's, it's, so I, I, I go to the section that used to be known as IRL for standing for in real life. Oh, yeah. And now it's called just chatting. So that's in, in, and everybody else that I know that, you know, we were excited to see it. And I still, I'm still super proud that we got that, uh, the science and tech channel. But once I think that they figure out, you know, okay, we need to we need to sort categories mm-hmm. and and once they get that then i think it will be better you know
2: my introduction to twitch was actually the first time that we did a virtual star party together and so i had mm-hmm. no idea what it even was until that point point. and you know so i kind of I, uh-huh. I, I assumed it was audio only so when we were jumping into that i thought i was going to come on there and just talk about space as i was you know uh as you were kind of pointing people in a direction, you know, maybe you could show them visuals, but I really didn't grasp what it was and I, I certainly didn't have any clue to the size of the community that you have there or how involved your community. I think that was the most amazing thing. I mean, it's not just people logging in and watching what it is you're doing like in the case of virtual star parties, and we should probably talk about that, but I mean, the community was so involved and it's like, they're not just talking to you, they're talking to each other. And it's almost like everyone knows everyone, even though these groups are massive. And um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I was really impressed by how tight a group it seemed.
1: Yeah. And that's 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 because, again, you know, as, as Tony said, we, we spend so much time together and you You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, there's different kinds of streamers. There's streamers that, and if we put it in a game sense, there's streamers that are really good at a game, but they're not great at communicating with their community. They they're not chatters. They don't read the chat much. They just stay focused on the game. And that's, that's where they excel. And there's many people that will actually subscribe to a community like that, where they know that the the person playing the game is absolutely amazing at it. And that's where their appreciation is for me. I'm very involved with with communicating science and and as best as I can again in like layman's terms for very complex topics and also sometimes just you know we watch many lectures and stuff so there's a lot of engagement with me and my my community I care very much for them and and uh again they're so important to to what I'm doing and that's the one reason again why Twitch is so So much my thing is because of that that constant engagement. You wouldn't get the same thing if I were making YouTube videos, or you know, sure I could read comments, but they wouldn't be real time. And there's something about being kept on your toes. You know, you got to answer a question, and there might be times, and there has been many, where I don't know the answer to something, or I get numbers confused because I'm tired. (laughs) Um, But you know, it's it that that is the the beauty of that platform is that it is live. There's there's people that come in either when they're at work or they're not and they choose to spend that time with me and I and, and with everybody else in the community and that's 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 my biggest point with it is that I really enjoy oh, that oh yeah your community it's, is it's, amazing
2: like just it's it's entertaining just watching them interact and how sharp they are they're so quick oh, and yeah. funny. And uh, it really is. I mm-hmm. mean, it's entertainment just watching the chat go by. It's hilarious. It really is. You know, I mean, when we tried to do that first virtual star party, it broke Ian and myself, just like trying not to laugh and stay focused on what we were trying to do and and educate. It was near impossible because they're so sharp and so funny. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that the potential there. I'm really glad that you kind of spotted that. And I'd like to know your why. Like what I mean, you dove into something that, like you said, Twitch is Twitch is hard, even if you are playing by the rules, but you're not. You're not playing by, you know, the video game rules. You're you're on there educating about science and you're you did it on a platform that's already it already has its challenges. What was your why? Why go through that struggle?
1: The reason that it appealed to me most was because of the struggle. Oh. So I knew it would take some work.
2: So you um, are an amateur astronomer. Again, yeah. I've
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. And 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 it's but but again, it's it's one of those things where it's it's offering something, it's a way of reaching people that had no idea that they could find something like this on a website like this. And and they come in there and they're like, oh man, I love astronomy. Or you know, I, I'm too dumb for this. I have no idea what's happening. And it, that in and of itself, like it, as much as it's difficult to, to do, there's still aspects of it that are always like every, every stream that I do, whether I would consider it overall, not a great stream or a good stream, there's so much benefit because again, there is so much outreach and everybody in my community has something valuable. Even if it's humor even if it's, uh, you know, saying, I don't understand and asking a question, you know, about a Dyson sphere, <laughs> anything like that. it's There is still value in that, their curiosity and and seeing that part is is great to see on Twitch, I think. Because I think Twitch is just going to start taking off. Right. And and even though it's, oh, yeah, it's huge. you know, a lot of people, when I describe what I do, I just basically say I'm a broadcaster mm-hmm. now because it's really tough to describe it. Well, it's fair, though.
2: That's what it this is. is
1: yeah, it is. It's, it's broadcasting. And, um, I think again, the, the way that I go about it, um, is also a real challenge. I do have to, uh, it's not necessarily change my personality, but I do have to appeal to the demographic mm-hmm. and the demographic is mostly, mostly men, not all. um, and you know, some are anywhere between 18 years of age, but I also have people in my channel that are 70 years old. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really, what I like about it is that flexibility to be me and make jokes. Uh, you know, I can be pretty crude sometime and, and sometimes in talking about things, but that's, that's really just to, to, to kind of get people to, to relax and say like, you can learn in an environment that's not in, a, in an institution. It's not in a college hall where you have to be worried about saying something. We can all enjoy this and learn together and feel comfortable. It's really about breaking down those walls. I've, I've, and, and, and I know I kind of veered off on the original question there, but that's, that's a huge challenge for me to how do you appeal to and people. what do your fans say? How do you?
2: you reach people? Like when you get fan messages, which I'm sure you you probably get bombarded with, what what are they saying about it? Like are they appreciating that? Do they want you to change it at all? Like, what what are the messages?
1: Uh so none of them usually want me to change anything. Uh even you know uh, even companies don't, but most of them don't want me to change anything. Some of the messages I get mostly are Very nice of obviously being on the internet. I'm not going to get such great messages all the time, but it's, it's so weird because it's not my intent to ever influence someone's life in a certain way other than making them more curious. So when I get these very warm, uh, I mean, I'm looking at a message right now that's on my computer. It says, Hey Sky, genuinely appreciate your effort. You're an absolute benefit to the universe. Thank
2: you. Wow. You are a benefit to the universe. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. that's great.
1: And that's, yeah. And that, that, you know, I I don't see it that way. I see it as, you know, well, you guys allow me to do this. Your guys' support brings me here and your guys' curiosity is what carries me. I'm not a benefit. You're a benefit. <laughs>
2: you yeah. Know? Well, I mean, I'm just curious. I mean, cause you say you're, you know, a female in a sea of males on this, um, this platform. Do you get a lot of creepy stuff when you do like when we do the virtual star oh, yeah. parties? Do, I mean, there had, I don't remember what the final number was, but I know it's like hundreds of thousands when they posted it on the homepage. Um, I mean, do you get bombarded mm. with like creepy, <laughs> creepy messages?
1: Yes. Yes. I, I mean, I get, I get a fair share. I, you know, I think uh, in compared to some of the other uh, lady mm-hmm. streamers, there, there, there might not be as, I, I might get actually quite significantly less than the okay. majority. Um, but, you know, I, I do still um, get, you know, really uh, suggestive messages like out in open chat. Uh, not really behind the scenes. I have a lot of things on lockdown, yeah. so people can't just reach out to me. Uh, and so that's, that's nice. I have things that are disabled, so people can't just private message me. Uh, but yeah, and and you know I have those moderators in my chat, which are, um, you know, people that that really help keep any kind of stuff that's really weird. And it happens, and it comes through every now and again. And the way I see it is, this is the internet. Is as, as much as I don't like it, it's part it's, of life. it is. Kind of what yeah, it is. Yeah,
2: it's part of life, and you know, you know. I think you yeah. just got weird people out there, but I think it's, I think it's the funniest thing. It's like, okay, we're going to educate about science, and somehow for people, that's an invitation to like, oh, well, I'm going to send a nude, <laughs> right? or whatever. Right. It's just like, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, Yeah, no, I had that some- makes sense. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, no, the, I mean, I have messages from people like, and in, in, it's an open chat, and I always feel really bad because everybody else has to see it for a second until a mod gets everybody rid of it. Everybody knows what's going on. I mean, um, I
2: think everybody at this point has experienced enough strange internet stuff to not be offended by it.
1: Yeah, it doesn't, it's not something I go and I lose sleep about. <laughs> it's, you know, every now and again, the way I like to say, or the way I see it in my brain is is, uh, you have like an armor and sometimes you can have a kink in your armor. If something else is going on in the background with your real life, that's really stressful. Sometimes you can have a kink where someone coming in and saying something really offensive can, um, can actually do a bit of, you know, more damage than it would, you know, you might get into a bad mood, but when it comes down to it, like when I go to bed at night, I don't think about all the nasty things that I heard. I think about how wonderful my community is. And again, just, you know, whatever new people that might have come into the stream and and maybe they're going to come back again. And, you know, that that's that's what I, I, I always think about it. It's not the people that try to make things awkward.
0: What I wanted to do was to segue a little bit into the virtual star parties because one of the things about Twitch is that you've got to be interesting for a very long time every day in order to hold audiences. Now, I get video games. People who love video games can watch someone else play video games, whether or not they're funny or engaging, just because they might want to learn the game. They might want to know how to get past a certain level or whatever it is. So I see that holding people's attention with video games is much easier to do than with some other forms of content. But, and, and Skylius, you've already told us about what you do to hold, you know, to to keep your audience engaged for many hours, uh, three days a week at least. And, but together, both Skylius, I think Frazier's involved and OPT, you guys have all put together a, what I think is brilliant, as a brilliant use of Twitch. And that is the virtual star parties where you set, you have You know, OPT's got several remote observatories around the country, and you use those. You want to describe
1: that a little bit for me?
0: Either one of you, whether it's Dustin or or Skylius.
1: Dustin, you
2: can do this one. Okay, sure. Yeah, so the virtual star party was uh, something that we got invited into – After the fact, I think because, you know, we get a lot of messages being thanked for them. But the truth is, I believe it was Fraser's brainchild.
0: He started them back when Google Plus first started out and Hangouts was uh, was invented. I think that was in 2000. Was it 2013? I forget when Hangouts came out, but he was actually on on Google's television ad, the virtual star party. So, yeah, I think it was his.
2: Yeah, yeah. He had this idea that. uh you know more people needed to be able to see space and that we could do that virtually we could we could use the platforms available to do that and then you know obviously sky with what you're doing you just became the perfect way to communicate that message and your community is obviously one that that really takes to that sort of thing and so it was just a really natural fit i mean with with all three involved all three groups involved it just seemed like this works this is perfect and so uh, we tried it and yeah, OPT has observatories that we have time available on. And obviously, I mean, that idea just sounded too good to pass up. So we we built some out specifically for this purpose, uh, really fast systems so that no one would have to wait a long time. And the idea is to have uh, Sky giving you a tour of the universe. So Fraser is running one of our telescopes, generally uh, either myself or our marketing director, Ian. Is on board, just kind of talking about if anybody has questions on the equipment or, or what's happening. You know, just the photography aspect, or even some of the astronomy questions. You know, we try to help where we can. And then Sky is giving people a tour of the universe in real time. So taking questions from her her uh, viewers, or just taking direction. I mean, they even tell you, "Hey, I want to see Andromeda," and that's our cue to get the mm-hmm. scope slewed over to Andromeda and start running a live feed. And then they're seeing, you know, a uh, 30-second or 40-second exposure from a F2.2 system coming in. And, I mean, these are high-resolution images, you know, in near real time where the whole community can see this star party unfolding. And instead of, you know, one person looking through an eyepiece, you might have, you know, 100,000 people can see something at once.
0: Yeah, I just think yeah. it's a brilliant use of the technology. And so how is it received with your community, Sky?
1: Oh, they love it. I mean, we've had pretty bad weather over the last couple months. And then when we get nice weather, it's a full moon. <laughs> so in, and you know, again, chaos with life and everything. But uh, they love it. They absolutely love it. I still refer to it because I have some of those on my YouTube channel. Um, I have the two virtual star parties that we've done on there. So I show them often what what we have and and what we can do. You mean do. you mean the
0: recordings of previous sessions? Yeah, oh, exactly.
1: Okay. Yeah, which is great. I, I I encourage people to check that out because you get to see Ian and Dustin just dying laughing um, at at my chat. <laughs> it's it's if I ever need a pick me up, I actually do watch that because Ian has a contagious laugh. Does he does? That
0: he does. You He's just funny. Hear,
1: <laughs> you just hear him and it's it's over. It's yeah. done. But um, yeah. And again, it's it's having people like Dustin and Ian and Fraser having people that i mean Fraser's definitely more detail oriented and like let's go to the next thing and and he keeps us all in line which is great it's it's it, it's awesome cuz there's just so much you know of just it's so much variety in just the personalities that are there and also what we're doing and and that for Twitch is a recipe for success if you have that many so it's it has to be dynamic you know what yeah. i mean so and and you know having dustin and ian and they're like oh these guys are actually really awesome people we, we can see them and they can talk to us and they're 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 like us that's that's a huge key to getting people in in the door and then once they see hey you can look at an object that's 2.5 million light years away and they, you know whoa we're seeing that yeah that's what it looks like well i mean you know had to that light had to travel but it, it it's there's just so much for that that's absolutely the, the the recipe there is perfect so I, I do look forward to being able to do these more over the summer and when the weather is is cooperative but yeah it's it's an amazing thing my, my community absolutely you loves know, it it's
2: funny because the people that have that have uh talked to me about it that haven't seen the people that see it get it right so anyone that, that has seen this right now they're like yes that is very valuable it's, it's an awesome thing but i i have had people tell me like like, oh, well, it's not a real star party that's cheating, or you're not using real telescopes outside, you're using remote systems. And I mean, do you do you get any of that? Like, well, it's not the real thing.
1: Oh, yeah. With the black hole picture. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have never heard more of that. Well, this is, you know, you're not really actually seeing it because the way we think of things. And again, it's just, it's it's not... I welcome those kind of comments in a way because it gets, you can explain further and I'm sure you can understand this as well. You you get an opportunity to explain a little bit more of what people are right. seeing, Yeah, you know, and that's when I, I can bust out the electromagnetic spectrum tattoo right, that right, I have yeah. and say, hey, yeah, you got it there for reference all the time.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. You know, these are radio yeah. images and, and, you know, even though some of this you would be able to see through visible light. Right. Uh, What we've used is a different kind of technology, and it's it's an an array of telescopes. And this is an actual image. It's just something you wouldn't see in the visible part of the spectrum, which is so small compared to what light is. And they're like, oh, okay. So, you know, or or people – there's always going to be people that don't really understand. I think some of the Internet kind of leads to more skepticism, but it's not necessarily – there's a lot of YouTube channels that give out misinformation. Mm. And so I get a lot of people coming in with misinformation of, you know, well, that's not a real picture. If, if it's not, if they had to use filters, you know, with the Hubble images, for instance, all of these
2: images are fake. They're all Photoshopped and it's all, it's all fake. And that's fine. Like, I really don't even think of it as a problem. I don't think of people thinking as the virtual star party as cheating or remote observatories, especially as cheating. I think that it's a perspective issue, you know, for a long time, the film guys and girls thought of digital cameras as cheating because here you are you're not having to actually commit to that photo you're not actually having to take if you don't like it just delete it and take another one right and that was cheating and then autofocus on cameras that's cheating everybody's been manually focused forever it's cheating and same thing now with telescopes. Well, you're not actually setting up your equipment every night, that's cheating. It's not It's not cheating, it's evolution. Right. And I think that that's what we're finding is we gotta find new ways to make things more accessible, not less, and having the challenge for the sake of the challenge in in these things, great. If that's part of your hobby, then enjoy that component of it. I, I get it a lot. It's like you said a minute ago, a lot of what's so exciting about things is that it's difficult. And if you wanna keep that challenge, do but not having the challenge or eliminating the challenge altogether is another challenge in itself. Finding ways to innovate, finding ways to force rapid evolution on something because you want to make it more accessible. I think that is the greatest challenge. And having something like remote observatories around the world where people can log in and you can show half a million people deep space in real time for the first time in human history, I think that's harder than setting your equipment up that night. I really do, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it
0: really is. Absolutely, it's a it's, diff- it's makes something possible that wasn't before. And what you're describing is something that has it, been it's an it's a problem as old as technology, right? I mean, I love the quote from Henry Ford where he goes, "You know, if I waited to give the people what they want, I'd be just making more horse horse wagons." Right? He he knew that people that that there was a break of technology that needed to happen to make people's lives better. And there's always going to be resistance to that change, whether it's going from and wagon to a car or whether it's going from film to ccd whatever it happens to be or you know I, I push back a little bit on go-to telescopes because to me it's an important skill to learn how to set up and polar align your scope and to be able to find things with it but i get it i mean it's also a pain in the ass and so it's really great to have that all done for me i could just turn it on tell it what time it is where i'm at and boom i can start observing that's that's really great but you're absolutely right dustin it opens up a different set of challenges that now I can maybe, instead of worrying about how to set up my telescope or whether my CCD image is uh, in focus, now I can concentrate more on getting the dimmest galaxy I could possibly get, or, you know, look at things I might never see before that are just as challenging if not more so than learning how to set up my telescope or learning how to develop a film image or whatever
2: it happens yeah, to be I, I think you hit it right i just on, right i on the just think it's a fool's road you know like if if the challenge is the only thing you're after don't use an equatorial mount hold the telescope on your shoulder and turn just use your body to turn at the right rate. That's challenging, you know, find new ways to challenge yourself that way. But if the goal is really to share space with people, what you do, what you are doing, Sky, is top notch. It's as good as it gets. It's innovative. It's finding new ways to spread a message worth spreading.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I, and I agree too. Like it's, it's funny to hear that (laughs) because every, every, every discipline is going to have its kind of its naysayers, I guess, you know, and and it's funny to hear that people would say that using a remote, remote observatory is cheating. Cause you know, when I, when I started having telescopes, you know, again, I got like a, um, a six inch Dobsonian and it had no software with it. So yes, I had to learn how to do everything and move it around. And I realized how fast earth and and the sky moves. (laughs) And so, but that doesn't to be honest with you I don't feel like that gave me more grit it you know it's a, it's an insight that I have but but my goal is like you said Dustin and, and Tony is is to to influence as many people as possible and and if it were to be better with telescopes and talk about aperture and talk about all different kinds of properties, focal length and how this helps you. And, you know, it's not that for me, for me, it's different. So, you know, it's kind of interesting to hear that because I would never think that anybody would say, oh, you're cheating. But I guess, you know, in, in every industry, it's going to be, you know, you need to learn the rigors of it before you can just move to that you know,
0: and part of it is the jealousy that they don't have to learn the rigors right? that they had to learn. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, what are you doing? You're cheating. I had to go through this pain. You should go through it too. And it's like, yes. no, man, the world's changed. Grow yeah. up, you know? Yep. So, yeah. So,
2: yeah. And you know, I, I And get without
1: that. OPT, we wouldn't have this.
2: When I do talks and things, I definitely have people that, that will say things like that. I've I've had people that stop me in the middle of a talk and be like, you know, you're doing it wrong, you know, cause my goal is always to simplify everything. If you can do it without whatever step it is, even processing. I mean, most of my images now I'm processing on my cell phone, you know, and it's like, how can we make this more and more and more and more accessible? That's the goal. And so the more we simplify it, the more other people can get into it and then let them push it, let them push themselves and find new ways to innovate and, and make it something that's their own. But um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a little bit of lash back on that, but I think that when you look at the questions if you look if you saw nothing else but the feed on your virtual star parties and the questions that are being asked you know and maybe i shouldn't say this i mean we sell the equipment but what it does is it allows the equipment to get out of the way because they're not just asking well what is that counterweight you know why why do you have this and it's it's great to know how to use that stuff but when you look at the feed everybody's asking like what are we looking at what is this nebula how does that even exist Mm -hmm. what does it do and those questions, I think, are so very valuable. Right. You're getting yeah. more
0: into the astrophysical processes of, you know, what is what is this? What is an emission Nebula? What is a galaxy? What kind of galaxy is this? It gets this people thinking, you know, and
2: it's it? like we talk about this all the time, Tony, but it connects science and philosophy. And I think those questions yeah. are the most valuable questions you have in humanity. The, the, the bridge between those two things, I think, is the most valuable thing we can pursue in, in the human experience. I couldn't agree more. Well, Sky, let me just ask you, you
0: said early in the podcast that twitch is getting i think you said it was something like getting ready to explode or something like that what did you mean by that do you mean in terms of science science outreach or uh just as a platform in general
1: i think overall it's gonna it already has adapted is a new form of entertainment it is as weird as it is because i i mean again i deal with so many people in my day-to-day life especially lately <laughs> where they're like so what do you do uh, well, I'm a Twitch streamer, but I talk about astrophysics and, you know, but, but, you know, my significant other's a, a Twitch streamer and he plays video games and people say, whoa, whoa, whoa!" he gets paid for playing video games. And yeah. and I get it because I was raised with the NES, you know, the original Nintendo. Yeah. And so I understand it's even for me, uh, a child of the eighties, I, it's it's pretty absurd i would never i would have never thought that this would be a thing but when i go into other streams even if they are game streams or if they're other streams where people are talking having podcasts of their own they've got something there every single time i watch another stream that has a decent amount of viewers in it there's something. I mean, there's always going to be an exception to the rule, but but there's usually, I would say, for my for me, uh, when I'm looking at these, I can see some kind of value, and and it's in usually the streamer's personality or the kind of the stuff, the topics that they're doing. There's entertainment. I have you know friends that do just podcasts, talking about you know a weekly podcast, doing um, content, you know, just talking about recent events. There's a lot of entertainment. he'll He'll bring in, you know upwards of twelve thousand people just watching that stream live. Uh, and I find myself actually going back and watching it after it's already been recorded because they get saved on the site and and just listening to it because it's it is it is kind of a different kind of entertainment. And I think with TV, I think TV and television stations, if you guys have probably noticed, they're kind of fading away. I think they still, around a bit, but you have things like YouTube, Hulu, uh, Netflix, and now Twitch is one of those where you can go and interact with people live. Some people really like that live interaction. I know, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in between because I do it for a living. So if I'm not in someone's stream live or if I am, I usually don't say anything because it's my time to take a break from live interaction. But, you know, there, there's there's something to that. And I think is Twitch as a whole, uh, being owned by Amazon. Right. I think we're only going to see this grow. It did blow up over the last year and a half with, uh, I'm sure you both have heard of Ninja and Fortnite. Yeah. I think he was on like the Ellen DeGeneres show. Like he, he took off. uh, And it's funny because I, I, I used to watch him play games with other people. I wouldn't go to his chat, but I was watching a different streamer that would play with him, uh, in, in game matches before he was anything. And so it's so interesting to see that, that, that flip, but it's nothing but good for overall Twitch as a whole. And I think that this will, as long as Twitch keeps doing it right, you know, again, and making good decisions on how they promote their platform and really taking advantage of, of having that acquisition of Amazon. I I think that that's a huge thing. And, and also with space, I mean, blue origin, we, we, there, there's a huge link up there, but I don't, I don't know if they're even aware of it.
0: Yeah. It doesn't Um, seem like it. No,
1: no. But, you know, these are these are things that I think we'll see, at least in my opinion, we'll see progress and and take off. These are new forms of entertainment, this this live stream. And YouTube has taken off as its own form where you go and watch videos of people. Some people do live streams on on YouTube, Twitch is still a little bit different than that. And from what I've seen or experienced myself.
0: Well, I yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I, I live stream on YouTube primarily, but I do it at set times of the week, and I do it only for an hour, and it's more of a talk show format. So, it's very, uh, it's not, it's very much more formal compared to what I've seen on Twitch. But I want to ask you this: tell me if you agree with this statement. I've said many times to Fraser and and other people, who, other science communicators that I know and come across, uh, just when whenever our paths cross, it's like. Science communication online I, for for a lot of platforms, including YouTube and and Twitter, uh, places like that. It seems like the bubble is pretty well defined. In other words, I feel like me and Fraser and Pamela Gay and Dr. Paul Sutter and all these other people, we've got to, we're all we're all getting we're all fighting for roughly the same ten or twenty thousand views, because whoever why they'll watch whatever we put out, whatever videos we make things like that but the bubble's pretty insular and i have been trying for years to figure out well how do i get out of that bubble how do i reach people who would not ordinarily learn about astronomy content and this is where twitch comes in i think and you tell me if you agree with this that twitch is ideally situated to bring in people from outside the bubble and by the bubble i mean you know people who love space they love astronomy they they would watch anything online that has to do with space astronomy but but i'm talking about people who don't know about space that haven't they don't think every day about stars and the galaxies or the night sky they don't care about that stuff i think twitch is a great platform for bridging or breaking out of that bubble what do you think of that statement
1: oh yeah absolutely And, and and again like with with my stream as i said it's, it's really a lot with appealing to the demographic. And I think that that's huge. And, and a lot of people miss that market. If there was any advice that I would give for anybody trying to go to Twitch is utilizing what you, you, you see. Um, I, I mean, when I watch other streams, I'm actually studying him, I'm actually looking at the, the, the content that's being, that's, that's being held in front of me with all of that and, and, and how they're breaking it up. How are they talking to people? How are they interacting? Are they Things that I need to be aware of, any kind of memes or anything like that. I know it sounds really ridiculous, but that's where that's where the effort is applied mostly is is making sure that you kind of don't stick out like a sore thumb to the point where you're limiting your audience. And people usually think it, it, it and what I, from what I've seen, something that separates me from other science communicators is they're set to a certain kind of form that they've been in for a while, and breaking that mold it's scary because you risk a lot of things so when i when i'm when i'm crude and i explain things in astronomy in a very crude fashion my heart is doing that to to appeal to people and have them understand it in a way that's not intimidating because astronomy doesn't need to be intimidating it's a beautiful thing and if we can laugh about it and that helps you understand it a little bit more i'm all for it i'm game and I think that's that's a lot of the risk because you do worry. I worry constantly, like if someone were to walk into my stream and be from, say, NASA, they'd be like, "Well, nope, she's too vulgar." And I'm thinking, "Yeah, but do you see my intention, though? Do you see what I'm actually trying to do?" Well,
0: you hear all the time about authenticity. That's what you really are talking about, right?
1: Right. Yeah, and you know, again, things might be a little bit more exaggerated. I definitely don't go around in my day-to-day life talking the way I do on stream, but that's the entertainment part of it as well. It's not a complete farce. It's not something that I'm making up and pulling out of the ether and saying, here's a show. It's, it is a part of me and my brain does kind of operate in silly childish ways sometimes, but that's helped me understand the universe and in ways that I was comfortable with actually retaining that information and caring more about to ask further questions on it and having people feel that comfortable that they're not being talked at, you know, people don't like being talked at on Twitch. And that's, you know, it's, it's more that
0: it's true. They really demand interaction, don't they? They want you to see their chat and respond to it. That's really important.
1: Yeah. There's even a meme about it. Yeah. They'll be like, notice me, senpai. (laughs) Um, if you don't say anything, they want you to, to notice them, you know, and, and, and I get that, but you know, there's, there's so many good questions that come from my audience, my community, that I would never even think to ask. And there's so much that they lend to what I do. I would not even be remotely close to being as, as passionate about it. If I were, say, lecturing in a, in a hall, and, and, and those kind of things don't really appeal to me. I mean, I've had many people ask me, like, hey, what if you could be a representative for NASA? And I thought, no, like, I want to be able to share a part of who I am how i understand things the way things resonate with me because i don't i don't think i'm super unique in that people can understand things when you create a really comfortable environment where they can make crude jokes and and kind of just let their inner child out a little bit and 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 just feel comfortable the the barriers go down and the amount of information and curiosity that can flourish is there and so it's again like it's that if, if someone comes onto this platform and they're not attempting to understand the demographic and they're not attempting to become a part of that and, and embrace whatever they can within themselves that matches it, you're not going to probably do well. And I think that that's where I see with a lot of other science communicators is that, you know, you kind of have to let down that formal guard that so many of them have been doing this way, way before I was. And so that, that guard has been built up, you know, gotta be formal. I've got to be very technical. I have to make sure I'm on point, you know, and, and I show up and I'll be like, I don't even know what we're talking about today, guys. It might be galaxy formation. It might be comets, might be asteroids. There's a difference. Do you guys know? And I'll ask them, you know, it's.
0: So does that drive the topic, the, the audience, the, the people, your community, they drive what you're going to discuss that day?
1: Eh, Lately it kind of has been sometimes. I mean, again, I've, I have so much stuff that I, I could just you know, I have, I have notebooks all over that have my chicken scratches in it. You know, in times where let's say life, like it is right now for the next month um, is kind of chaotic to the point where You know, I need to sit down and just be like, we're watching a lecture on quantum mechanics and I don't understand all the ins and outs about this, but we're going to learn together. So it it can be very different. And that's what I like about it too, is it's not, it's still work in that I have to show up. I have to be there. I have to be able to answer certain questions. I I don't know. It kind of throws me back to, I would say my biggest inspiration for all this is Richard Mm -hmm. Feynman. And that's because he's the one that says, you know, you don't know anything unless you can explain it like, like you would to a five-year-old. Very true. You know,
0: <laughs> best way to learn something is to teach it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's 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 something again. Um, you guys were talking about the philosophy with it and everything. Like philosophy and science are so heavily connected. It's insane. And 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 I I want people to ask questions. I I always say there's no dumb questions, and there really isn't. You know, there when people are asking from a general or not a general, a genuine place of curiosity.
0: Yeah, it's, that but there are dumb questions thing. from a disingenuous. Yeah, Tony asks dumb questions right, right, on a right. daily basis. It, uh, it, yes, but I my heart's generally in the right place, so place Yeah, but I yeah
2: he's right. I do ask stupid. You right. know, I I like what you said though. <laughs> I do think they're connected. I, I think that they actually drive each other. And the people that that search for the segregation oh, yeah. between them, I, I think there's a. It just doesn't make any sense to do it, right? Like that's. I think that more than people want to admit, even our morality comes from science. I think those are those two are linked in mm-hmm. uh, in real ways too. I think they're they both drive each other. And philosophy and science are certainly that way because you don't know.
0: Well, that's a loaded statement, Dustin. I think a lot of people would disagree with that because they would oh, say yeah, that science would. is pretty you immoral, so? actually. Oh yeah, I mean just oh, just yeah, think about would, the atomic yeah. bomb. Uh, uh, development. People thought that scientists were developing; they were out of control. Right? They They, they mm-hmm. would use this on other people. How could you even think of such a
2: thing? Uh, and and would let stem alone use technology. it on someone else. So yeah, <laughs> well, sure. I mean, you can find you can find one off examples of anything. You can find. I mean, so mm-hmm. what about theology? There have been a ton of them throughout the ages. That you know, what about the the Norse gods or any of this? I mean, were those time periods that you'd say like, hey, this thing that's a, that's here to define our morality? Is what's leading us to behead 300 people right now, right? I mean, there's there's examples right? of this through everything, but I'm saying in general, I think that both teach us to ask better questions, right? And in doing that is, what, Absolutely. is how we should be defining ourselves and our morality. Well, science
0: does do that. You're right, but I, I, I would, I would, I have, I have something to say about whether or not it goes down a moral path
2: or not. But that's a, maybe that's oh, man, a topic that, for that, another. That should podcast. be another. Yeah, that should be. A yeah, podcast. if we can <laughs> find I, I a way to link that, that to that amateur astronomy, amazing. I think that would be a fun podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like, does an electron exist? Because you have to use a, a machine that uses electrons to view electrons. That's a, that's a real thing. <laughs> You know, um, there's a lot of debate in in, and I and I get that through my channel a lot as well, where people say, you know, scientists are, are amoral and, you know, that that does happen. You know, I, but we we usually I don't know I try to be as respectful as I can as long as the other person is able to stay that way. Um, But you well, know that's you the thing, some though, of, isn't
0: it, Sky? I mean, I'm I don't mean to interrupt what you're saying, but that oh, is no. exactly the point I, because I have very little patience now with commenters on YouTube, uh, whether which is where the primary my primary audience is. If they're going to be honest with me, then I'll, I'll be patient with them. But otherwise, I've got zero patience. Well, for what do you, do you mean you honest? That what that's do you mean true honest, on Twitch. I mean well i mean you've got somebody who's got an agenda right somebody uh, that is just angry about i still get dozens of comments a day on my videos about this is all fake that you know nasa's hiding stuff this is all bullshit they don't know anything about anything these scientists are just pulling your leg and it's like they can't they're just they're just trolls right they and i don't have mm-hmm. patience for that if you're just going to be a troll then
1: you're out of here
2: <laughs> yeah okay all right that's fair moon landing cgi
1: <laughs> yeah. stuff you know yeah. Ass flat. <laughs> but if they if they but but on the other side
0: of that same coin, if someone goes, you know what, I'm really worried about Nibiru. Is it true? I, I mean, I don't I don't have an agenda, but I'm a little bit scared about what I'm hearing. Is that a thing that's different? That person deserves my attention. OK, here's the thing about Nibiru. And then you can tell them, right, and be honest, and then they would listen to what you have to say. But you got to know when someone's being a troll and when they're they're just being, and, they're, and when they're being honest.
1: Yeah, that 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 point of having to discern between are they being genuine or not. I, I I sometimes fall flat on my face with that one because there are people that will come in and be like, no, I'm actually just interested, and 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 I say, okay, well, I I, I couldn't tell. I'm sorry, I'm going through text is my my method here to. Interpret your inflection, Mm -hmm. and so my mine vary. If I'm under a lot of stress, sometimes I get really nervous to even tell my community I'm under a lot of stress. Even though we're pretty connected to the point where if people are regulars and they come in every day, they can probably tell all all on their own that I am. Um, But I'll, I'll be shorter usually at that point. But it's really weird. This is actually a very interesting part of Twitch culture because. This is so stupid in my mind because I agree with you in that, you know, if they're there to just wreak havoc and have nothing good, nothing to add, nothing, nothing really good in in the sense of we're going to we're going to benefit the stream here or, or, you know, the video comments. Yeah, I I don't I don't typically want to have anything to do with them either. They're wasting my time. They're wasting my community's time. Who wants to sit here and hang out? And those things I will just ban. I, I had a few comments yesterday that were just absolutely jaw-dropping. And yeah, those are banned. It's weird because in Twitch, they look at, at having a harsh ban mentality of just getting somebody, when I mean ban, just for anybody that has no idea what I'm talking about, is actually you you delete them out of your chat. So they cannot come back and actively chat in your live stream. They can still view your stream but they can't chat. And you get people that will recreate accounts one after another. I've had a person that's created over 80 accounts to come back in and say something. Wow. Oh yeah, it's it's insane. Some people are very that perseverance. I'm like, "Man, if we just applied this in another way,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah. We'd be taking over the world." <laughs> You can be just a
0: little bit more positive in your energy.
1: Right. So, so there's a weird thing with the culture where it's, it's kind of frowned upon to be pretty intolerant is the way they see it. It's, I think it has to do with more of the, it's, it's, it's more of the younger population seeing it in that way of, oh no, if I just let everything fly, then people are going to think I'm super cool. And that I just, you know, go with the flow. I'm kind of an in-between on that. There's sometimes I'll let things go with the flow and I'll see how a person kind of pans out based on their message history, which I can pull up no problem. And I've learned to gauge that a bit, but there's times where you can just tell like this person's going to have no contribution yeah. and I don't want it disrupting the stream. So it's very, very weird, but I, I, I see both of, I, I see your side of being like, hey, this is just, there's nothing to gain from this. There's so many times that I usually choose that. More often than not, I do. I'm not so worried about the, um, the way people perceive me as being intolerant. It's more that I want to show respect to my community. And that's, that's ultimately how I see it is this is a live chat. Someone's coming in here. They're disrupting us. Maybe they're asking an honest question just to be able to remain in the chat. But overall, you can see their intention is to cause this disruption.
0: Yeah, I could see the dynamic being totally different. I mean, when you're you're right about the difference between Twitch and YouTube is that I post a video and my main way of interacting is through the comments. And so I can I can respond to comments. I can like them, pin them. Delete them or ban people, so it's but it's not a direct interaction the way you're talking about with Twitch. So yeah, you're right. The dynamics.
1: A lot of them feed off of uh, my reaction to reading that message, yeah. which adds a whole different value. To right, you people get people that,
0: sticking up for you. Maybe even you don't have to deal with this guy anymore. You'll get you know your moderators or whatever else will be dealing with them. So that's even better. And, and,
1: and that's what's weird too is that is something that's frowned upon. They actually have a term for that. They call them white knights, and that means that they. They stand up for the streamer if someone comes in and says something, wow. and they say, you know, she's actually pretty smart. It's wow, it's that weird. is weird. It's so weird. It's <laughs> the
2: whole thing. So because, is something it, that's like it, personal to yeah. you too? I mean, because you, you deal with it more than I do. I get people that, you know, like at a talk or something, that'll say something. I'm always just like, look, man, I I cut my hair with dog shears. I own like two shirts. Like, sure. Yeah, my my picture is shitty. Like, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you know you're right like this could definitely be better who cares right. who cares but it sounds like it's very personal to you two
1: yeah sometimes people comment about you know my daughter
2: oh wow um, really people it gets that oh yeah oh
1: yeah wow. um people will comment very very it, it, it in it in it in a, in a term it, like it It sucks to have to deal with that because you, you want to be able to
0: they they come oh, in yeah. appro- oh i see okay Oh, yeah. No, I've
1: had I've had I've had messages sent privately to me. I think it was a couple months back that made me shut down that whole avenue of anybody being able to able to reach me just because of the level of we'll just say that they could that was heavily illegal what they were saying about my kid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, so people, people, you know, again, it's, it's, it's hiding behind the monitor, you yeah. know, no one would ever say this to me in front of my face. I thought no you one meant would dare. like,
2: Oh, you're stupid for saying that that's a galaxy and really it's a nebula or like stuff like that. Like I didn't oh, know. Well, I get meant-
1: stuff like that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I get stuff like that all the time. So if someone comes in and let's say I'm four hours into my stream, I usually have, a, my brain starts to die after about two hours in. And so I push it another two to see if I can do it. But there there are times that, you know, I might say, I, I remember one time that I said, you know, the Milky Way has, you know, 100,000 stars. And I was like, wait, I'm sorry. Anywhere between 200 to, to 400 billion. I, I'm right, sorry, right. you know. And I, my brain just derped on that. But, you know, people be like, oh, she doesn't know anything, you know? Yeah, that's um, the kind of stuff
2: I thought you meant you were dealing with. Yeah, personal, like family. If they're attacking your family. Oh, no, your I, I get,
1: yeah, I get people that get wow. really. Yeah, well, Twitch even in particular—you
0: hear horror stories about that. I mean, I've heard of st- people showing up at streamers' homes. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I've heard real scary stories about that kind of thing. So,
1: so what oh, are yeah, you they can—they can call in a, a
2: bomb threat. Wait, huh? wait, who What's got that? you? Got a bomb threat? <laughs> I'm so, no, 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 I no, no! Yet. I'm just saying
0: it's a thing. Oh. I've heard stories on the news about pe- people who follow streamers on Twitch. They would show up at their homes and stuff. That, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just saying it's it's been documented yeah. cases of it. I'm not yeah. saying Skye's have yeah. to deal with that. I've Never got, been happy. Not.
1: not. yet, not yet. You know, but it's something that, again, being a streamer, I'm not. I'm I'm not impervious to. I'm I'm aware that there, that is a risk. It's it's something called swatting, and it's very common for big streamers usually. Um, one of my, one of my friends is a really big streamer and he talked about it when I was out at dinner with him at TwitchCon he talked about how he's been swatted, where they call in a bomb threat and the SWAT team shows up at your house thinking that you have a bomb. So they, they can do that. So you have to be very, very, I mean, again, that's why, you know, my alias is so important. And when I bring my daughter on the stream, she can sit there and talk about black holes, but it's very limited interaction. I don't want, you know, people are... Like if we do, if I do a, a live stream where I leave my home, I make sure that nobody can see where I'm at. Yeah, and and you know, just because those things are a little bit scarier on Twitch because of the again, the demographic is a little bit different. Um, I wouldn't say completely different than YouTube, but it is a little bit more. Yeah, you got to be guarded, and it's it's different in that case.
2: <laughs> I'm so I'm glad I'm well. just a telescope guy. I know. That's crazy. You two are dealing with this I'm gonna stuff. Swat.
0: I'm, a, I'm, a I'm, I'm, a, I'm a <laughs> going to swat him. now. I'm going to get that swatted
2: They show up at my house, and they'll just be like, what the hell are we doing at this nerd's house right now? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Uh, well, okay.
0: Well, let's end this. I mean, we're getting a little bit past our time here, but I want to end this on a more positive note. With your – you made a comment earlier about giving some advice for people uh, getting started in Twitch. Could you elaborate some more on that and and maybe give us some – some of the most valuable lessons that you've learned in the course of becoming where you are now as a Twitch streamer, what would, what kind of advice or what, what are the most important lessons you've learned along the way?
1: So first, even, even, even with just gaming, not necessarily any kind of um, any kind of science or informational educational streams, which we need more of. So if there are people out there that want to do this and they're super passionate about it, you're a great candidate right out the gate. So that's, one of the things I was going to say is is do what you're passionate about, even if it is a game. That's gonna that's gonna show to people. And if you're super passionate about it, and you can be relaxed again, study the demographic, see, go and watch other streams, see how people interact. Um, you do have to have a pretty good sense of humor and be able to roll with it, <laughs> roll with the punches. Uh, is is unfortunate that is, is that's just the, the state of the internet. Again, you have. People that hide behind their monitors, so we call them keyboard warriors. Um, they're not, they're not really uh, the majority, and and you have to keep that in mind. But I would say overall, it's more about just doing what you're passionate about and and showing people that. I will give a bit of advice that is, it's so weird because I see so many posts on this uh, about like what would you suggest for a new streamer. It is a lot about networking, but networking is also something that you don't want to be over the top with. You want to be pretty natural with it, thinking it's a you know using someone else's success for your success. It doesn't really work that way on Twitch. It's you know because there is that mentality you have to work for what you've earned. In that regard, I wouldn't recommend anybody go after anything like that with you know with networking in mind. Genuinely get to try to know people and and pick out the people that you're interested in getting to know and see you know ask honest questions. Be yourself. If you test this for a few months with pretty good consistency, that's the key. With Twitch, you have to be consistent. And I noticed this even being as far along in my my streaming career, which I think now is almost, oh gosh, I think I started in 2015. So almost four years in August. Consistency is key. That's going to be something that you're going to absolutely. You mean same time,
0: want. same same days? That, that yeah. That what you try mean? to
1: keep that yeah. And and if you're going to be inconsistent, give give warning to your community. Try to stay as active as you can on social media avenues. We also have things like Discord. If you stay active in those areas, then you don't seem like you're out of reach but yeah, consistency is key. And, and yeah, just being, being different, setting yourself apart from everybody else. Cause there's a dime a dozen of of streamers on there. And then they wonder, well, you know, I only got two people and it's been six months. It's because, you know, there's, there's, there's other ways to skin that cat and you have to, to, to look at those and say like, okay, am I really doing what I want to do? Is this really something that I'm passionate about? Or is this just a side thing? Is this something that, I'm looking to get engaged with other communities, going and watching other streams and talking and hanging out in those and becoming known in those communities can serve you great. And that's not, it's not uh, taking away, you know, something from that community. It's just becoming aware of how Twitch works because it's its own thing. So I would say consistency, making sure that you're appealing to the demographic, you've studied it, you know what's going on there and being passionate about what you do are are gonna gonna lead you through that but you know if you notice after a certain amount of time if you've said hey i've streamed three days a week every time at this time i've given it all those things that i just listed and it's not working out it is a very saturated industry and sometimes a a better time yeah better time might be when something new is coming out a new game if especially with you know but Educational streamers, there is such a need for it, and and there's so many people on this website that, even though they don't come to it for education, they end up leaving, um, having gone to some of you know my my friends' streams that are also educational, learning about geology and walking out of that and saying, "Whoa, okay, that's cool." So there there is a need for that. So that's that would be my advice.
0: When you were first starting out, did you ever have, were you ever streaming to nobody?
1: So I I was playing an an old game called EverQuest. Um, I remember that game. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's what I was playing. Um, That dates me a lot because (laughs) World of Warcraft came after EverQuest. It was, it was, you know, maybe like five people. So it was never to nobody. It was such a small little community. Again, if you go into something big, like the just chatting section and you're a new streamer, you're going to struggle with that a lot more. So I suggest people go into, you know, these older games, build up a community. So when you go into the bigger sections, you have more of a representative number. Like you have something that's more substantial than just five. Right. And so I did that. I played EverQuest for, man, I would say about almost a year before moving on and and i'd say even maybe more than a year and you know i had my viewership went from 5 to you know a few months later 10 20 30 40 50 you know so it 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 did climb up very very slowly and and now i think i average and again this is you know about 4 years in anywhere between 200 to 250 on just like a normal casual day.
0: And yeah. And, and I think that, that that's important that you bring that up because you worked at it. This was not something you just did casually. You right. committed and worked at it. This is not a, I think a lot of people think, Oh, you're just playing video games on Twitch uh, must be, you know, easy, easy pickings. It's not, it's actually very difficult work, isn't it? You have to commit.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I'll be really honest. A lot of people say, Oh, well you just got viewers cause you're a girl. <laughs> and that happens a lot. Oh really? And, and you know, yeah. And, you know, it is true. I, I I, mean, there's parts of that that's true, right? I mean, it's, in, at least in my opinion, yes, people are going to be drawn to the more, you know, aesthetically, whatever, you know, sure. Okay, cool. But then when they come in, they see that's not really what it's about. And that's, that's awesome to me. So it's like haha, fooled you. <laughs> so but, <laughs> good, on, um, good for you. Good yeah, for you. yeah. Like, you know, you came in here thinking that <laughs> something else, I'm sure. But no, no, no. Um, you know, it's it, and that to me is is something I take a lot of pride in. So I don't really, you know, I don't if I see somebody that's, you know, and I would say that with with either gender, you know, if someone's someone is good looking or above average or even not, you know, if they look like they're super entertaining with a really cool background, yeah, I'm going to click on it. Sure. Absolutely. And yeah, it's just one of those things that I remember actually seeing, wow, I'm at 50 viewers. Oh my gosh. And then going <laughs> even further than that being like, wow, I'm at a hundred. I never thought I'd be here. And then now, you know, it's kind of funny because you adjust to it. Um, And a lot of people can see it as almost a sense of entitlement. But, you know, if I'm if I at like 180 viewers, I'm like, man, this isn't a good stream. People aren't interested. And I start going hard on myself about it. But, you know, that's that's the game. This this is you, you, you get used to different numbers. You get used to different figures and yeah. you do, it, it's not a bad thing to, it, it's only bad when you really demonize yourself over it and you take it too hard, but it's not bad to, to have that be a check and balance. You know, you just look at that and say, okay, so what, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? You know?
2: Well, Sky, how can people find you that, that aren't familiar with Twitch? How do they find you in the sea of information on Twitch?
1: So I have a direct link. That's twitch.tv slash Skylias, which is S-K-Y-L-I-A-S. I'm also on Twitter, though, too. And I think my handle is skyliascares. Cares. Um, all one word uh, on Twitter. And I, I tweet out when I go live. And it's also another way that I keep up with all the other fantastic people in science news that's out there. But that's usually when I tell people I'm, I'm going to go live. But, yeah, so that's, that's how they can find me.
2: Well, definitely get out there and do that. Find them. We'll put a schedule out soon for the virtual star parties. We'll get those uh, kicked yeah. back off soon, and uh, when we do that, we'll we'll mention it here on the podcast, and we'll also put it on OPT's uh, homepage so that everybody can find and tune in and check out the virtual star parties. They're pretty amazing. A lot of fun. they really are. They're a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to
0: it. All right. Well, on behalf of Dustin Gibson, let me thank Skylius, for our guest today. For if she's a Twitch streamer. You got to check her out in all the places she just mentioned. And I want to thank you all so much for listening. And as always, keep